Be like, click yeah. here to enter. Warning. Or right. like cat lovers only, click right. here. But I'm not even worried about a skeleton. Like a I skeleton. think you should be worried about skeletons. But the virus could, in fact, help preserve them more, longer. No, that's that's impossible. When did you become a ninja where you can just climb anything? Maybe I would try to launch a couple chairs at the tiger. <laughs> Let's say that there's a lot. Look, I, I mean, look, I'm not going to say that I'm a great writer here, but look. You don't see me going up into the Himalayan mountains and trying to pretend I'm a Yeti, man. That's just not going to happen. And that's probably a wrong fact, but I think that's true. Can I just start off in saying how impressed with Laura I am to be able to keep two diaries? Oh, yeah, I know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've, I try, I try, I tried to keep a journal once, like a couple times in my life. Oh, yeah, me too. Where I'm just trying to like, just when, you know, when Brie found out she was pregnant with, um, with Romany. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. I'll just document like one day. I'll just document this time. Yeah, like great. some I'll never have again. You can look back on it. Yeah. Look back on it. I got like two days and like <laughs> stopped. I had this thing where it was like you, all I had to do was write in like the time or the, the, the weather, you know, and yeah, it was like yeah, a yeah. five year journal. And then you could look back in the same day and see what the weather and stuff yeah. was like. Anything interesting things happened. I still have it. You know, you have it's, to oh, be, it's totally blank. You have to make it like it has to be something you do before bed. I think like that's the only way I can. See I tried. That. Yeah, that's what I tried. But it's tough. That's the tough part because you're like tired or you want to. Yeah, do yeah, it's not great. I, I I've tried. I've thought about doing a journal. I used to keep what I would call diary or like before the iPhone. I used to have a scheduling book. Like a you know right. a notebook and like they were small pocket size that I would put in my pockets and I'd write down when I needed to be aware of appointments and things like that and they're pretty fun to look back on but they don't have lots of detail except for what I'm doing at what time you know yeah it's certainly not a diary and you certainly didn't have a secret one no and I didn't put a lot of energy into it like Laura's putting a lot of energy into this like she's really thinking about things and like exploring different ideas. Yeah, I, I, I commend her. I I'm commend impressed. her. I mean, what yeah. can I say? I mean, you know, you you talk about kids, you know, kids these days, right, on their iPhones yeah. and not doing anything. And yeah, this was 1990, but like, you know, she's a high school kid and she's taking this time to really reflect on her life. Well, you know, in, what? in two different ways. It, when you're a high school kid, you might have. Le- I feel like I, I had time more time as a high school kid. You know what I mean? Yeah, but trust me, I, like I teach high school kids. There's a lot going on nowadays. And now, I, again, now like 19, there is. I guess yeah. you're right. 1991, 1990, there weren't, there wasn't that much maybe, but like, she's, I think, she, I think we can still, she was doing Meals on Wheels. I mean, she was, was doing thinking, a lot of like, stuff, you know? A couple, a couple days ago, like I thought about, there were days in the summer that I would read an entire book. Like I would just take a book. I was like, I'm going to read this book. I would take an entire day and just sit outside and read an entire book all day. Right. Like, uh, who? Do, how can I do that? You can't. You can't do that anymore. It's too much to do. Kids have yeah. enough time. I like, and and you know what? Now I'm thinking about this. Laura just didn't she just dictate her diary to Harold? Isn't that isn't Harold's Harold's thing? 
uh, just writing it down? No, I think this secret diary was something that she gave to Harold. Oh, you know what? You're right. That's right. Because he's he kind of he kind of specifically says that like this is this is something that he's keeping for her or was keeping for her. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, All right. I'll get back on her. Yeah, we'll get we'll get into that. But like so. So we start with Leland. I just want to get this because this is I think these two episodes are we can break them up into an episode with a trial. Yeah. And an episode that's a rescue. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And this first one, Laura's secret diary is the trial. Yeah, there's other stuff. But the trial is is basically well, it's it's more than just Leland, but like Leland's a big part of this. The reason why this judge is coming. Yeah. I actually before you get into it, like I'm not usually one to like look at how things are, you know, set up or you're teaching me a little bit more to be uh, have a better eye for this. I will say I really like the way the opening happened. Yeah, um, it was really um, it was really pretty cool the way it, that that worked out. And it, it kind of shows almost the the state of Leland is just so uh, he's uh He's not he's not he's just not seeing anything. He was like focused, so focused on he couldn't see the big picture. Right. He's just really focused on one thing. Right. No, that's exactly right. And like we talk about film and we talk about like how film is different than other forms of storytelling because yeah. we don't we can't see what's the characters thinking. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I should rephrase that. We can't know what the character is thinking unless we see it. Mm-hmm. Right. So like all the thought characters, thoughts and actions are were done by act thoughts are done by actions right so this is a way that the camera the way that the framing is the way that we zoom out on this kind of like hole yeah and the ceiling. that's that's in the i think it's a wall but you know that we oh. come out of um thought, well it doesn't matter i thought it was a ceiling i thought it was coming down from the ceiling it doesn't matter it does it's not i'm telling you um yes and leland leland confesses at this point right doesn't yeah. he no I, I mean he does and what's I also thought, like just coming from a law enforcement point of view, not great interrogation slash interviewing techniques by um, Harry. I mean, uh, just not. Re- I mean, the, the point of an interrogate. Well, first of all, the point of an interview is just to get information. So you just be open, like asking open ended questions and having the interviewee the person you're interviewing just talk. Right. And then you're just gathering information and you're trying to find inconsistencies by just allowing them to talk that wasn't happening so it wasn't in an interview in an interrogation interrogation you need two things you need i you know i did it and i know what i did was wrong right those are the two things you're looking for in interrogation and you're asking questions to get that person to say that right or to come up with that information didn't really he came up with the i killed him but the important part especially for this insanity defense which which even cooper talks about you know, well, the doctor, yeah, the doctor, doctor mentions it, and then Cooper's yeah. like, "Hey, what do you think? You know, you know, murder is cool or something? What? Did, I can't remember." He says, "Do you approve of murder?" I mean, the doctor right. was basically like, "Hey, can you imagine what right. this guy's going through?" Right. And he kind of like suggesting that um, murdering somebody because they murdered your um, your daughter, your daughter yeah, yeah, is, yeah. is is justified, yeah. and and Cooper. Uh, Cooper fought back on that. He pushed yeah. back a little bit. But Harry should have done a better job of trying to put uh, Leland in a corner where he's going to either say, I know what I did was wrong, because then you 
or, you know, um, push back harder on this this idea of insanity because, you know, he was going to use it. So not a great job of policing um, or interviewing interrogation technique by Harry, but he's probably not used to it. You know what I mean? I, 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 I mean, that's what I was going to ask you, because this whole idea is there's a judge that travels around to, I guess, the different counties. Yeah. And holds and court and bars. Is, is, is that I, I mean, I don't know. What's your professional opinion on I, like that? Does that is that something that happened? Is that something that is like thinking about an old Western type of like mentality? Yeah, I, I don't know. I get the sense that this is an old timey western mentality where the judge would come to the there's one judge and he would travel around to the different like settlements or locations in this day and age there would be i don't know for this particular case the fbi is involved so you might want to be looking at a you'd be looking at a federal courthouse um if it's if it's something with uh, federal law depending on what's going to be charged i don't think this would be I think what's happening here is just it's a it's a local matter. So it just be at your local at, at at the local courthouse. I mean, Twin Peaks has a a sheriff. They right. maybe have a mayor. Who knows? I don't know who runs Twin Peaks. Um, That's a good point. So I mean, well, Ben Horn runs Twin Peaks. Ben, I mean, I yeah. So I would assume, I would assume if it's not a mayor, then you're looking at a municipality. Um, you know, the sheriff is there. It's county. You'd be you'd go to the county courthouse, wherever the county courthouse is located. You know, um, the county seat. So I think it's nice that the judge came. He came a long way. Apparently, he came with Sid, his uh, right. who I think is going to. Yeah, uh, I have a feeling that she's going to come up a little bit more. Right. I've never heard of a. Uh, judge sitting in a bar to hold court like that's right. never happened before how about th- how about this too because not not only does he like he holds court and and hears i mean he hears both sides of and then mm-hmm. he deliberates and he chooses harry and um, <laughs> right and yeah. and cooper to deliberate is that something that happened like listen <laughs> i've been a, i've been i sat in the jury a, a yeah. few times a number of times uh and i've gone through the process of being selected for jury um I don't remember that happening where they, where he deliberates with just some random people in the law enforcement courtroom. No, yeah, yeah, law enforcement, and and Harry actually is speaking for the defense. Did you? I mean, did you notice that? Like, yeah, like he puts in a good word for Leland. Harry does. Right. It's well, like that, I mean, I guess that's why he wanted those two particular people. I don't. I mean, he wanted I, to gauge the, the, you know, what's the town like? What's the feel? Are we doing? I mean, the, some of the things that he was asking is valid for making like a decision. However, I'm not sure if it is in the legal realm. Is is, is that what you're looking for? In the I, legal realm, are you saying like, hmm, is are they is the town like looking for just uh, somebody to point the blame to, or do they? I mean, that seems like not legal. Ease. No, the, you that would be what the the prosecution or the defense would be making that argument. The judge is there not to try to, I mean, the judge is there to ask questions. Really, uh, the judge is there to make sure that all the legal procedures is being followed. And uh, at the end, um, you know, there's no, it doesn't seem like there's a jury because this is just a grand, or this is just a, uh, I don't even know what it is really. I, I, I think they're just I mean, trying, they're just, they're, they're trying to decide if they're bails. going to trial. Yeah, it's like well, seven, they're, they're trying to decide if they're going for trial on trial okay. or not. 
So, yeah, so there might not be a jury. But so the judge is asking questions, making sure everything was done legally, uh, listening to both arguments and then making a decision. But the judge wouldn't be making the arguments for the jury or or for the defense or the prosecution. He is in this case. But that's that's what I, I kind of do like that in the sense of this is an old timey, otherworldly place. Twin Peaks does not. It is not like the time that you and I are in, right? It wasn't right. like 1990. Twin Peaks is another time, another place where you have a, a judge that will come there, set up court, and make decisions because he's the judge, right? He has a lot of power. Judges do right. have a lot of power. Um, but this seems to be excessive. Still, right. I mean... I mean, it's an interesting. I like the vibe of the it's guy. A vibe. Like the, that's what I'm saying. The, like he's the guy comes vibe. in, mm-hmm. and he's you know the guy comes in. He automatically knows that that Harry's having some women trouble, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and uh, I like how he's like, "Hey, you and Cooper should get, or you and the judge are going to like Clinton. I guess Clinton Stern. What is the guy's the yeah. judge's name? Uh, he goes to Cooper. Like y- you guys should have a lot in common, right? Because they both have this kind of like they can look at you and and, and judge, and and that sets that sets us up of like, oh, this judge is if the judge is like Cooper, then mm-hmm. and we like Cooper, then we're going to like the judge. It's a good way of like getting the audience on the judge's side, like right away. I think. Yeah. I I I do like what's happening too. I agree with you. Um, I don't have any problem with the judge, even though certainly, probably every decision would have to be relitigated because it's it's he's just not doing what he needs to do. I mean, it's right. It's, uh, but you know, it is what it is. What was the drink that they were drinking? I'm trying to look it up. My <laughs> I tried to look that up too. It was like a um uh. I have it written down here somewhere. A Yukon. It was like a like a a black Yukon sucker punch or something. Yeah, something like it. Yeah, some kind of sucker punch uh, thing. I think it was a Yukon sucker punch, which I don't know. Do do people do that when they deliberate? Is that something that happens? I mean, Drink, maybe. Just... I mean, the judge might go back and and uh, have a few uh, Irish uh, whiskeys or whatever. Have uh, yeah, fancy drinks or something, like a mai tai or something. I don't know. I mean. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to speak for him, but he definitely he comes in also, and like the first thing he wants is like a drink. So I mean, is this the judge that we want? You know, but is it? It's true, but like, isn't? I I don't know if it's this idea of like old time again. It's like this old timey idea of just Western, like old justice of justice, right? Yeah, and that's what I get. Like, I get this sense that he's a character, or or character, a character. Caricature, caricature. Yeah. Um. Let's let's get some things out of the way so we can focus a little bit more. Okay. And let's just say, like, let's uh, uh, over this whole span, this two this two episode arc here we have that we're going to be talking about. Let's you know Ed and Nadine. Where are they at? What are they up to? Not much, really. No, they. I think Nadine comes home. He meet. They meet James. Um, and there's a little confusion there because again, Nadine thinks that she is a, a high school student. Yeah, yeah. Little concerned that her parents aren't around, but kind of gets over that pretty fast. Yeah, because they're like away. what the they're uh, away. yeah they're away. They're not around. Yeah. They're on vacation or something. But we do learn she has kept her super strength. I think she, she's always had the super strength. I mean, we see has, she, we see her. Remember that one time she totally bends in half that exercise machine, right? Like, yeah. I mean, she, maybe she works out. She clearly works out a lot. 
But her super strength seemed to come in periods of distress or like emotion. Whereas this, she just tried to open up the... So it's like a superpower that she's not able to control right now. Yeah. Um, so and that's, that's something. I think that's a big deal because she is kind of uh, right, not in her right mind. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I would be concerned about that. I would be concerned about somebody who is um, not mentally stable right now yeah. and uh, has incredible strength Yeah, that she's unable to, like, kind of control. Oh, I yes, I agree. I wanted to uh, go back to something. We had talked about um, the buck stops here, the buck in in uh, Sheriff. Uh, isn't it Sheriff? Isn't his name Harry Truman? Yeah, yeah. And the buck stop here, that's what Harry Truman had on his. It's very, yeah, it's very clever. Yeah. <laughs> I want to make sure um, I, I want to, we, we touched on that. Um, so, and then, so the other kind of um, peripherally kind of uh, group of people is Shelly and Bobby. Oh, yeah. Who are still trying to figure out their whole uh, situation. Their yeah. scam, essentially. And they, and yeah. they bring in Squiggy. Uh, I know. To do that, Hilarious. As soon as I great. see Squiggy, I'm like laughing. Um, Squiggy has some pretty good physical comedy going on. He gets stuck in the ma- whatever <laughs> machine chair. I loved it. His, I mean, this is like a 90s thing, perhaps. Yeah. Or maybe it wasn't even appropriate in the 90s, but I, I get the feeling that you could get away with it, obviously, is he hits it and sometimes he's like, oh, sometimes you got to hit him just like a woman to get yes. him to work. So, well, I don't know. I, I know such a, I wasn't sure if that was like, to if that was there because of Shelly, you know what I mean? Like Shelly's like she can't get away from it. You know what I mean? Right. She just cannot get away from this. And so, again, I don't know if it's necessarily uh, but it's something that is not, like that's I, I feel like that's something like, yeah, it's something that that is like. It's expected. It's like not expected, but it's like something that happens. Yeah. You know, if your woman's not listening to you, you got to hit them a few times and then they uh, then they understand the situation. Well, right? OK, so I, I took mean, it. Yeah, I took it more as not. I took it less as a 90s thing and more as a like Shelly. This is directed at Shelly and Shelly's situation. But you're right. I mean, it's it could be. I mean, it's you're but you're also right. It seems to me it was like just this throwaway line that like maybe even Squiggy was like doing a little improv here and just yeah. like, you know, doing the thing. Yeah. Um, but you're right. Like Shelly is standing right there who is abused, uh, domestic abused woman. Yeah. And and there's this is like a joke. Yeah. You know like, what I'm ha, saying? Ha, ha, yeah. You're right. I We should look at that a little bit more seriously in that situation. I mean, can we say already that this is not going to go according to plan? Like this, yeah, no. this, this Shelly Bobby like scheme that's going on, like it's just not going to work. And it's it's interesting, too. We were talking, I think, before about like, you know, how much, you know, how could who's paying for this insurance? Like how, what kind of insurance is like, uh, right. you know, what's his face getting, you know, after he was, a you know, a, a killer and, a, you know, a bad dude um, and had no job and had no job so it's to speak well, of. I mean, he, had, he was a trucker. Right. I mean, he hauled stuff, I guess. But it was he working for a company or was it independent? Probably independent contractor. In so, any case, I think we realized like uh, he, they're not getting much money. Right. I mean, right. like even Squiggy is like, hey, man, like you're not getting a lot of money from the insurance company. Like this is the best we can do. This contraption that really doesn't even work, you know. So yeah. I, this scheme is is bound to fail. They're not going to get a ton of money from it. We know that. um I can't remember his name. 
the guy that's in a coma right now. Um, Leo. Leo. We know Leo's going to wake up, right? I mean, duh. Like, we that's kinda, obvious. I mean, we kind of even saw, I think we even saw his eyes <laughs> so, flutter like, a little bit. Like, it's just bad news. Like, I really, those two crazy kids, man, they're just, they just can't catch a break. Yeah. Um, it also leads me to think about this idea of the, this whole, these two episodes, this episode specifically, but this idea of miscommunication, like there's a miscommunication that's happening. We talked about that in the very beginning with the mm-hmm. miscommunication between the, um, the old guy, the bellhop or whatever, and, and Cooper, um, it's miscommunication. They can't get this machine to work right, right? But like mm-hmm. as we go through, there's always this m- miscommunication. Andy's whole situation Andy and is Lucy, like this yeah. miscommunication, right? Mm-hmm. We see him right away. He wants to do a retest on his sperms. Um, right. <laughs> and, and so uh, the doctor's like, okay, Andy, whatever. I'm in, I'll be in the car, right? Yeah. I'm waiting yeah. in the car. You do it. He grabs a flesh world. And he has this moment where he runs into Lucy. It's yeah. a funny, it's a comedy, right? He's like yeah. this comedic thing. But there's this great moment where like she looks at the flesh world. She looks at the bathroom. She sees Andy. Mm-hmm. She puts two and two together, right? That's a, yeah. we've talked about in editing the Kuzlov effect where, you know, the character sees something and puts it together, right? Yeah. So great, great editing moment there. And, um, but it's a miscommunication. So we're, there's a miscommunication happening. You know, there. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. So it, I think communication is key, right? Because we already know about the signals coming from deep space, right? These, this, this, all sorts. There's all sorts of communication occurring. Is it miscommunication, or is it just that we're not able to understand what what other people like are that. saying to us? Because miscommunication to me seems a little bit more like what's happening to Lucy and this kind of comic stuff like oh there's a like but this is like people are trying to communicate in the ways that they know how to communicate and other people are unable to understand what they are saying you're you're right um but also like the next scene we see of andy is andy's coming out and he again gets hit and the and his sperms roll under the couch right right he's going under the couch and then cooper's like sees not necessarily what rolls under the couch, but he sees the boots, which are right. the circle brand, right? right? And he's like, Andy, where did you get that? And Andy, thinking that he's talking about the sperms that rolled under the couch. Let me, can I, can I just, is I need like, to stop this uh, It's embarrassing. Second. Yeah, it is embarrassing. But I need to stop. Are you saying sperms on purpose? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was, that's I was, what Andy says. That's what I know, Andy says. I know. I was like, I, I was not sure what was going on here, so I just wanted to clear that up. Yeah, okay. no, no. That's what I was doing because that's what Andy was referring it to okay. as. Okay. Um, okay. And but but again, there's a miscommunication, and maybe th- there isn't a miscommunication. Maybe you're right. Maybe they're communicating on two different levels here right yeah they're, they're I, I, talking that's, about that's, two different things that's what i'm trying to yeah and I, that is miscommunication but i want to be more specific on what type of miscommunication because i think that's important right um, but i but i think it's important that we we be aware of that throughout this episode next episode pre, you know yeah you know, previous episodes but also future episodes yeah but but it's a good it's a thing that allows us to see circle brand and who gave you that well Gerard. Gerard, uh, Philip, 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 Philip yeah. Gerard. Who is Mike in the dream? Who is the one-armed man? One-armed man, Mike. Yeah, right, right. Um, 
and then so just just to conti- let's just continue on Andy. I think can we just continue on Andy and Lucy? Yeah. Yep. I'm going. I'm going here with Andy and Lucy. Um. So Andy and Lucy, like Andy and Lucy, are still uh, are are struggling to understand each other, right? And Lucy is talking to Cooper. Cooper, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they try. You know, Cooper's like, "Hey, listen, let's just talk about this, right?" To to Lucy and Lucy. Right. It ends up in the situation where we see a lot of this in Twin Peaks, where it's just like, "Huh, women, what do right. you do?" Yeah. You know, it's like. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's like, try to talk to him. I mean, look, and so Andy has a couple things he doesn't do. He doesn't exercise. He doesn't wash his uh, his car. car he doesn't right. own a sports coat, for goodness sake. Who doesn't own a sports Listen, coat? Listen, even I, even I own a sports coat. Right. These you know are what I'm saying? basic man things, right? Right. And Lucy's fed up with it. And I do like the little dig because they keep saying the boyfriend, her boyfriend's name is Dick. And they yeah. keep like saying Dick, which is really funny. Like, especially at the end when it gets amped up, because listen, we see Dick come in. Yeah. I mean, he comes in and he's, you know, there's this moment where he's like, listen, uh, I've thought about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've, uh, you know, I've really thought about this for a long time. I've done uh, some things. I've gotten, uh, you know, went out and got some things for us. And here is. And Lucy is like, wow, maybe. I, mm-hmm. Maybe this guy isn't so bad. Like yeah. maybe this guy wants to um, be a partner with me in this pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And it turns out he gives her six hundred and fifty bucks or whatever, and he's like, "I think this is more than adequate, right? Uh, for right. you know our little problem." Right. And you know that's not what she wanted to hear. Again, again, there's a, there was a miscommunication, or there's two different languages like kind of two, going. Two on people here. are talking about the same thing, but going in different directions. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. so, of course, you know the dick name comes up yeah. a lot at that point, which is like perfect. It's pretty funny. Um, but and now, then, but Andy starts now thinking about like he gets a call. Right. So Lucy then goes, to, I think Lucy then goes to her, her parents or her aunt and uncle, I believe, or yeah. something like that. Well, I think it's her. I don't know who it was because they just had a baby. They, these two people just had a baby. Right. And so she's going down there. Right. And meanwhile, and still on Andy, he finds out that he is somehow no longer sterile. He's a whole damn town. He's a whole damn town. That's right. Yeah, I mean, he's really punching above Which his weight. Which I think is going to be a T-shirt. I don't, you know, there's whoever's out there. I'm going to make a T-shirt that just says, "I'm the whole damn town." I think. Um, uh, yeah. So it's very, very conceivable now that uh, that it could be, uh, you know, that he could have a kid. So he wants to call. He wants to call Lucy. Right, because right, Lucy's away, and he's kind of taking over this position, and it's great because he has like post-it notes all over him. Yeah, it's this, it's the, it's the sticky situation all over again. So let me ask you this: there was something, wasn't there? Somebody like a temp who was supposed to be there, like didn't at one point? Yeah, it was. Um, I forget what it was. It was like the. See, I'm the wondering. Can do girls. It's the can do girls. I think because the joke was sometimes the can do girls can't. Right. That's what Lucy said. So I I am wondering if that's going to come up further, or if it's just a plot device to get Andy in the seat behind the, the can do girls. I don't know. We'll see. But um, I don't know if we'll see the last. Or we've we have if there'll be some can do girls because I don't know what's going to happen with Lucy. Because, anyway, he's pretty psyched about this. Yeah, and he wants to contact Lucy. 
and right. there's a number showing him where to contact him, the place the, as you went. The blo- the desk blotter is awesome, by the way. I um I should go back and like pause it. I want meant to do this. I wanted to just pause it and just yeah. look at what was all written on there. Did you so the, did you pause it? I did. I paused it, okay. and the only thing I could really figure out was something. I think it's something like Ben Lentz lives. Somebody Lentz lives. I have no idea what that means, uh, and I'm not too worried about it. I didn't like Google it because I thought I wouldn't be able to Google it in like 1990. Well, I probably right. would have been able to Google it 90. Maybe no, not Google, no, well, but like it's figure not it Google. Out. You go on a chat. You what you would do is you'd go on a chat room or whatever, right? On yeah, AOL yeah. or whatever, yeah. and just find a room that was talking about Twin Peaks and just type in like, "Hey, did anybody pause it on?" The, ninety. What was on the but ninety is early though. I wonder even if he had AOL or like Prodigy at that point. Ninety's pre- Prodigy. I think you could. I think there's probably Prodigy. In any case, you, I probably wouldn't have been able to go to the library and find out what. Ben Lentz or somebody Lentz meet lives. Means. No, in any case, I mean it could be a production joke. To be honest, like you know, you're right. It could. Be. I, have I, no idea. I was on a I was on a film and there was a um there was a scene in a jail, and so the art department just took pictures of the crew and did all wanted posters. Like that's oh, a that's thing fun. that happens, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. So all the crew members had a wanted poster. Mm-hmm. Well, not all of them, but like you know the main guys, like you know the producer and the assistant yeah. director or whatever, right? So, um. They all had wanted posters and things like that. So it could have just been some guy, you know, the art be. department being like, hey, it's the, you know, yeah. it's the best I, boy. Because I doubt that it's, I mean, I I think people, and maybe there are, but I I think like there's a lot of people in culture now that are trying to find clues in Twin Peaks. And maybe we are, but I, I have a feeling that like David Lynch is kind of putting more stuff on the surface. Like it's dreamlike and it's, it's kind of coded but I don't think he's trying to hide Easter eggs, right? Right. Yeah. So I don't think there's an Easter egg here that I'm trying to find. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, perhaps. And again, we haven't like looked at like season three or something, and maybe oh, season right. three has more because yeah. there's now of a culture of that. But in yeah. 1991, I don't think the culture of finding Easter eggs or like clues, I don't think that was there. Um. So anyway, so he does find the the uh, phone number to the to Lucy's cousin or aunt or uncle or parents or whatever. He calls it, and it is not. It is no, not. It's, it's the, an abortion clinic. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and seriously, like I, I would imagine, like at the time, like that's a. I mean, f- first of all, for Andy, it's a serious thing because yeah. he was not expecting that, and right. he he has this joy of finding out like he could possibly be the father, right? And now all of a sudden, like oh my gosh, like that could be taken away from him. And listen, I'm not saying like it's his, like he, sh- it's not his decision at right, all. Right, right, right. I'm say- what I'm saying, but there was um, some like, a high and a low that happened to him. Well, and we also and get that, a- that, And that does not diminish what Lucy's feeling. Of course, her emotion is probably w- well, all over the place, but I just- And we get the feeling that Lucy, yeah, I, I, we also get the feeling that Lucy wanted the child, like wants the child. Right. Yes. I mean, that's the whole point. So like this is now even more tragic. Right. Yes. It's like it because is of this mis- miscommunication. In any case, the next scene cuts to the traffic lights. Again, we get the traffic yes. lights. Traffic Motif. lights are all all in here. Yeah. We had tons of traffic lights going on. Um, and is that it with Andy and Lucy? Or that's it have... with Andy and Lucy. That's it with okay. Bobby and Shelley. That's it with Ed and Nadine. OK. So the so we get those. Everything like that is taken care of. So where do you want to go to now? You want to you want to go with the court scenes into the with Harry and Cooper 
in the court. Yeah, let's go into court because that's okay. where we kind of were. And, and I think that's probably like easier because there's a lot of setting up that has to happen in this episode to get us to the next episode. Yeah. But the court scene is pretty, pretty black and white. Well, one thing, one thing to before we get into the court scene, one thing to remember is that before they get to the court scene, uh, Hawk comes back and Hawk says there's no Roberts next to the um to Leland's Lake House. There was never right. any Roberts that lived there. Right. Right so, now they're like two school teachers or something. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Um, so we're at the... Um, man, now I'm trying to so find out. Let's just say like there's a theme in this, in the in episode four, right? The diary one. Yeah. There's a storm that is increasingly getting intense and intense and intense. And there's yeah. like nice, there's like thunders that's happening at certain points that's you know traffic light that happens the um, trees you see the, the trees, trees blowing like crazy yeah. the storm is definitely coming so um i liked that uh using that to to build us up um and oh norma and hank i mean okay so the other thing that's happening here oh yeah is that um the food critic's coming in town. There's a food critic that's coming. Or actually a vacation critic, I should say, right? Because they're doing it's the a hotel, travel. travel. It's a travel. travel. It's a whole yeah. tra- it's a whole thing. It encompasses everything. Yeah. Um, and but this guy is comes down from Seattle. He's but no one knows he only uses cash. No one knows who he is. He seems like he dresses in disguise, so no one sees him. And there's word that he is coming to Twin Peaks. Yeah. And, you know, so so they're getting ready at the lodge. Right. By the way, I do really like that scene with uh, Ben Horn and the, the a new character, some new character, one of the receptionists. Louis, I think is it, is her name Louis? It might be. I didn't catch her name, quite frankly. But in any case, I thought it was a great like they're walking and talking, doing like the eighties like business yeah. person. It's walk and talk, and like it's a right. great long shot. Like it doesn't yeah. cut for just a no, huge, long take, long take, long take. Yeah, long take. That like it was. It's great, and like she's really excited now. You know. And and Ben was like Ben didn't care at first, but now he's kind of like, oh, okay, this might be a good thing. Um, and so they and she t- the, the receptionist tells Nadine, not Nadine, right. um, uh, Norma, 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 yeah, yeah, Norma. So so Norma and um, Hank, they are they're getting ready. You know, yeah. this, this, and this is like a bonding experience. Like they're bonding. Like Hank's doing his thing. He's really working hard. He's to to kind of like do this to get yeah. her to yeah. trust him again. Basically, um, working hard to do this, and lo and behold, somebody walks in. They, you know, they think it's the food critic. Find out that it's not. It's actually just the district attorney or whoever that is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but and, but, but Hank, but we does find that out. Right. We find it out because Hank steals the wallet. Yeah. And, and just to and I, I don't want to gloss. Over, I do want to just quickly mention that I really do appreciate the work that Norma, the actress that who plays Norma, I, I don't know her, that she's putting in because you can see her taking the turn mm-hmm. uh, to get back to Hank. Like, yeah, she's definitely. Because he even says like he even says, oh, why don't you call up Ed? You know, maybe yeah. he's at the gas station can point us over here. And there's like a. It's like a moment where she's like, well, why would I, 
you know, there's like that kind of like moment where she's like, I remember Ed, we had such a great thing, but you know what? There's like another thing that's happening here and maybe it's the, she's like really leaving it in the past. Yeah. Even though the name kind of, you can see like the name kind of hurts when it comes up, Uh, you know? But but she is really getting back. I think she's, she's either remembering or she's seeing this kind of facade that, you know, Hank is putting it on. Like he's just putting this on. Yeah. Um, but she is she's, you know, falling back in love with him, which is kind of what he wants. And she, and the actress does a great job. I don't know who it is, but I, she does a great job. And then there's that dude, Toad, who is like yeah. hilarious. I like great. Toad quite, quite a bit. Man. He's 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 also in the scene. The, the He's at the courthouse. Um, courthouse. Yeah. He's well, I mean, courthouse. the bar. I mean, maybe because right, it's a bar. bar. <laughs> right. But he's there. I saw him in the background. Um, but Toad. Yeah. Toad's great. Yeah. Um, anyway, they're they're getting ready for this thing, and so the, there's a, that kind of buzz that's going around. Um, yeah. So we, as an audience, are also exp- are looking out for this character who only pays in cash, could have a disguise. Right. And so, uh, just to kind of uh, follow up with uh, with Hank, he um, there at the R and R at late at night, right? He's kind of cleaning up, and then uh, someone comes in. And yes. Beats him some, up. Yeah, beats him beats him up hard, man. Yeah. Uh I like he's he gets beaten up. He's like, "You know what? I'm just going to lay here for a little bit." Yeah. Uh yeah. on the floor. Um but that person who beat him up is is I believe is Jonathan, who is a character that we've been seeing. Mm-hmm. Um I think who's who's now presents himself as the cousin to Josie. Yes. And very interesting at the very end of that, like when he's getting beat up, what do what do they do? Hank and uh, Jonathan hit, hit their thumbs, their bloody thumbs together. Now Blood brothers, yes. Yeah, See, which is what Hank, which did is what to Hank Josie. did to Josie, yeah. right? So certainly there's a connection there between Josie and Jonathan, whether they're cousins or not, or partners in business or whatever. We don't quite know. We do know that there's a Hong Kong connection between them, mm-hmm. and um, that. Uh, there was that creepy scene where the storm is happening and um, the sheriff, Hank, goes to Josie and is like, what's going on here, man? Right. Like, you leave. Catherine's gone. Uh, this looks suspicious, right? And mm-hmm. she is working hard to get out of this, right? She's like, you don't trust me, blah, 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 pulling oh, out yeah. all the stops, right, in her dress. Take me. And, yeah, and rip my dress or whatever. You know what? Yeah, and, yeah. and he, listen, he buys it. Okay. Hook, uh, line, sinker. Right. But there's that scene where, like, the dude, Jonathan, is yeah. outside looking in. Uh, right. And this, I mean, the storm is going. There's a flash of light, right? right? Lightning. And yeah. So this is a character that we should, um, you know, we've seen and now is being uh, brought to us. Um, also, in this episode, another new character that comes in is Mr. Uh, Tojimura, I believe his name is. So no. wait, hold on. Is that that's in this episode? Yes, at the yes. so yes, uh, right. So it's the Lumber Queen in. semifinals. Lumber uh, Queen semifinals. <laughs> ben Horn is doing his thing, and there's yep. this lady that comes over. Is like, keep on moving, girls. Yeah, I like, know. He, it's she, really like, <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Um, anyway, so this uh, this person comes in. Um, there's an acknowledgement between Ben, just a kind of a bow. Not that the not that they know each other, but just that they kind of recognize each other. Yeah. And um, we think, or or I think her name is Louie, if 
for some reason. I don't know why I think her name is Louie. Okay. She thinks, oh, paying in cash from Seattle, this might be M. uh, M. T. Wentz. Wentz, by the way, great last name, I guess, uh, depending on how you look at (laughs) things. But um, M. T. Wentz, she's like, this is it. Calls up Norma. Yeah. Get ready. I think we got him, right? Yeah. Um, And so this M. T. Wentz character who we think... We don't know who is, but certainly as we look at this character, there seems to be something a little off on their whole costuming. I am hesitant to say anything because I don't, I I, I don't want to make any assumptions or you know. It can become anything. problematic. It could become problematic. Yeah, but it saying. looks like the person might be in disguise. There looks like there might be a disguise that's happening here. I, I, if, yeah, I don't and know. And let's just say this. We are, I am hoping that it is a disguise rather than somebody trying to pretend that they are another ethnicity or race. Let's yeah. just say, put it that yeah. way. I agree. I, I totally agree. I this have is a, 1990, but like, you have I a theory. Ha- What's your theory? I have a theory. I have a theory. And I'm not sure. Now that I'm reading my notes, I think my theory doesn't match up. I think my theory is that Mr. Takamar or a Wait, hold on. That the person checking in that everyone thinks is the hotel critic, we find out actually to to be a businessman, at right. least we think. I think it is Josie in disguise. You're absolutely wrong. I think it, I don't know. I think it is. I, I think you're absolutely wrong. You know who I think it is? Who do you think it's it? Who it is? Catherine. You think it's Catherine? Yes. Wow. That uh, wow! Wow! I, my mind is blown because now we really are doing like a. Li- I mean, it's 1990. I get it, but that would be doesn't make it right. Right. I'm. That's and it's what, also that's what I'm she's saying. listen. She listen. This is not somebody like. Okay. I also want to put it put it out like this. They did not hire the actress who plays Catherine to also play this character. I'm hoping. I'm hoping what we find out that Catherine is dressed as this character as a disguise to try to trick still doesn't make it right but try to trick ben horn into ruining the deal that's why i think it's josie because i because isn't the person that's with mr takamara i'm saying takamara because i think that's the way it his name i can't remember how to actually pronounce his name or what his name actually is i just wrote down takamara so I, i may be incorrect mr um so um but isn't um the the guy that beat up that beat up Hank with Mr. Takamara when they go to um when they go to Ben Horn to to get the new deal and the guy who Ben beat up um no. I who was with him then there's another person with him it's another person with him it's not jo- Jonathan Are you sure? Yes. Oh man, I'm gonna have to go back and look at this whole thing because I, again, I am totally. I, I do not think it's. I, I'm, I'm positive it's not the same person. It is a different person. It is. If, but see why did, Josie? I Josie is it. still in a fine spot right now. She's not in a terrible spot. If the deal goes down, she still gets money for this her her trouble is that she has partners in crime that she may yeah. want to get rid of but she wants the deal to go down who's the what? only person who doesn't want the deal to go down at this moment right it's Catherine. right, right. but 
But but okay, you make a good point. My my thought is that the cuz her cousin is upset at Josie because the deal wasn't because the it hasn't gone down. It hasn't been signed. So it's a way to get enough. out of it, but it closest now is only good in hand grenades and horseshoes. Right. I mean, not in a business deal with Ben Horn. You don't want to be just close, especially if they've got Kong, Hong Kong ties. You want to make sure the deal is done. And so Josie, my thought was Josie gets in there and she's going to make the deal done by, by basically pretending to be somebody else. Yeah. Okay. But this, so a number, a couple of things and I, I'm trying to be, listen, one is Hong Kong. The other is the Bank of Tokyo. I, I, I just want to be sure that we're talking about the right thing here. I agree. The, but I, the that's person, why I think that deceit is occurring. They're just, there's just a bunch of deceit I think, happening. I think the deceit is, if, if there is certainly deceit. And this person who's now coming in, who everybody thinks is the restaurant critic, um, who looks like they're wearing disguise, who, who feels like both you and I get a sense that it is a woman portraying a man. <laughs> right, right. Again, I hope, I hope it's, I mean, really, there's lots of stuff that could go wrong here. And I, but I, I and I'm not trying to. Min, not, we're not trying to minimize anything. We're not right. trying to like, and again, we're, this is like, we look back on, listen, we look back on Disney and say, listen, Disney, you did things wrong here. We look back at Dr. Seuss and say, Dr. Seuss, you did things wrong here. Yeah. And we acknowledge that. And we make sure that thing doesn't that that that's not perpetrated or or gone moving forward. We we have an understanding of that. We can think of this as Twin Peaks too, but we have to wait until this plays out. Did they go in the wrong direction? Yes, but I'm I, I don't think that they hired a woman and dressed her up to play a specific character and not reveal that the, this is not like um, Mickey R- Rourke, oh, Mick, you know, Mickey playing, Rooney, Mickey, Mickey Rooney. Rooney. Yeah. You know, this is not like, Breakfast you know, Tiffany's. Yeah. So, yeah. OK, so look, I, I'm, or even I, like in the murder. What's the murder mystery one where it's uh, um, uh, Peter Sellers dressed up as like this is I don't think this is like I, I don't think this is that situation. I think this oh, is murder by death. Murder Murder by by death. Death. I yeah. think this is a situation where this is a disguise. Okay. I believe so. And you saying it's a disguise of Josie, perhaps. I'm saying if it's a disguise, it's a disguise of Catherine. I'm I'm already starting to write uh, an apology and <laughs> <laughs> just so just so you know. Like I don't know what's gonna end up happening, uh, but we'll see. We'll see. It's confusing. It's confusing and especially like looking at back at it on this day and age and and with an understanding of 1990, they were less sensitive to this, but ignorant. Um, well, I don't want to say ignorant because that allows them to have some kind of like leeway. They were they were not sensitive uh, to this. Yeah. So, uh, look, I'm, I'm trying to jump ahead here to see uh, see what else I wrote down. I don't know if I wrote anything else down except for the the deal. No, that's because that's all that happens there. The deal happens, and um, he's like, I, "I like how he brings it back." He's like, "That not they not bad in a heart uh, in a day's work or whatever," which is what he right. said to Louis. Yeah. Now, um, I mean, the, we don't see the end of Ben Horn, but that is definitely the that is this plot line that's occurring with uh, Mister uh, Takamara and 
Ben Horn. Yes. We don't see a lot of Jerry. Is Jerry around? We didn't see a lot of Jerry, no. Okay. So that's kind of situation there. I mean, the, the trial is the trial. We kind of talked about There's nothing really happening in the trial other than they, they find yeah. that Leo, um, uh, they tried to make the case that Leo, um, his brainwaves were uh, not correlating to somebody who was uh, actively awake. So he's in a coma and so he can't stand trial. And I think they decide that that is true. Oh, that's and that's when they have the black Yukon sucker punch. Yeah. So they, they say, like, listen, Leo can't stand trial. He's not going to stand trial. Yeah. Um. Because he he can't he's going to go home right he's going to go home and if he wakes up then he can we can deal with it then yeah and then um, the other sorry go I was going to say but in that in that little sidebar that the judge had uh, two things I thought were interesting first I think Cooper's a teetotaler he doesn't have you ever seen oh, him he drink? drink he doesn't no. drink and I was watching it he doesn't even try to take a sip he's not I've never seen him take any kind of alcohol. He likes his coffee, so I think he's a. I think he's sober. And then um, the judge also tells Kit Cooper, interestingly, to keep an eye on the woods. On the woods, yes, certainly. So I, you know, it seems that everybody knows what's what what's going down here. Um, um, oh, the other thing is that that they're they're gonna they are gonna release um, uh, release Leland on bail. Like those yeah. are the two I, things that they discovered. Or I don't or, think it's a great idea, but that that's what's going to happen. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think he's a, a flight risk. I mean, who he, knows? He, he's. I mean, maybe not now. It seems that he has something has happened. He's turned a corner. I, he's representing himself, right? Not great. Not a great idea. Not a great idea. But he's. He. I mean, he is a lawyer. He's rep, going to rep, represent himself, and I think he's pretty confident that he's going to be able to get out. You know, get off on this charge. Well, we'll see. I'm not confident, but we'll see. Well, we'll see. All right. So then, so the thing is, we got two other storylines going on. Maddie and Donna and Harold, the Batman villain. Yep. And we have a rescue attempt Mm -hmm. of um, Audrey from So who do you want to go, who do you want to do first? I don't know. You just go. Let's do the rescue attempt. It's exciting. It's exciting. It's quick. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Yeah, there's not too much to it. Um, Horn gets Cooper. And again, Horn and Cooper had this conversation about, um, you know, uh, and I think and, and I and I do get the sense that Cooper uh, knows that there's something up. Right. He's not he's he doesn't just think that it's just so happens that he's the one that has to do this drop. Right. So he and, um, uh, you know, so again, um, you know, Horn, they set everything up. Cooper then goes and says, "Hey, look, Hank or or Harry, I need your best book house, book house man, right, or boy." Yeah, and uh, and but I just I also want to point out that this is you know um, Cooper is usually by the book, and he immediately starts off like, "Why didn't you contact the police?" Right. Um, but he's usually by the book, and he is making an exception here for Audrey now, could, partly because he kind of he forgot, right? He forgot. Yeah. I so think, I think he's I think he's feeling a little guilty. I think he's feeling a little um, like, listen, you know, he has said. And again, 
age difference. Let's put that aside for a second here. Yeah. yeah. He has said like, hey, I'm thinking about her more yeah. than I thought I was thinking about her. Yeah. Right. So I think something's, you know, this is a little bit of a change to uh, his character. I agree. And I do. I am still I'm a little uncomfortable with that dynamic. But I think I do understand this fact that he really messed up. Like, I, I think he feels that he messed up. I think he felt that he should have been stronger with her to try to not get her to do whatever she wanted to do. And then she completely he completely forgot about um, the note the, right. and her in general, which she does find in the beginning of uh, episode five. He finds the note. OK, right, right, right. But at this point, he doesn't have the note yet. He makes a deal. He agrees. Let's go and get. So it turns out that the best bookhouse boy available is Harry, which. Right. And that's I think that's a great scene. And because I actually wrote down like when when he asked Harry for the best uh, bookhouse boy, I'm like writing down. I'm like, it better not be James. Right. Like, well, listen, I will freak I mean, out listen. if it's James. And I'm like, I think it's probably going to be Hawk. Right. But of course, the best it's going to be Harry. Harry's the yeah. best bookcast boy. I mean, and, and so that's uh, it's a good scene. They get to work. Um, next uh, episode comes, which is the Orchid's Curse, which we'll talk about last. Um, yeah. But it's, it's a rough sleep for Cooper. He needs to do some yoga. He finds the note as he's upside down. I love the thing coming into focus. They use the camera for that, which is a mm-hmm. great kind of like thing to do. Um, and uh, so he gets the note. He realizes now I know where she is. She went to One Eye Jacks. That's where she's keeping her. Because they didn't know. That's he didn't right. know where he was. It was just going to yeah. be a drop off, right? Yeah. But yeah. now he's like, if she's there and that's where they're holding her, I just go up there and get her. Yeah, take care of it myself, man. Yeah. So that's what they do. He yeah. grabs he grabs Harry. He's like, listen, we found her. We know where this is. Um, and he, they're going up. Meanwhile, there is some stuff going on with Jean, Jean. Jean, 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 Jean. No, wait, I think Jean Luc. Who's the Jean Luc Picard? Right, Jean Luc. You say yeah, Jean Luc Picard. So okay. I think it's Jean. Jean. Oh, hold um, on. Let me say. Let me say Renault. this though. I'd love. So Ben Horn says to Cooper, "My daughter's life is in your hands." It just cracked me up. <laughs> it just <laughs> cracked me up. Her <laughs> life is in your hands. Your life is in your hands, man. <laughs> I had half a thought. I'm like, man. I wonder if this is like, um, you know, a tribute to. Or I wonder if the Big Lebowski is a tribute to uh, this particular. Thing. I know. Like I'm. Wa- I wonder that too because it is such like a thing. There's a briefcase full of money, know. you know, and it's like he's giving the money. Your life is in her hands. It feels. And the whole thing is a setup. The whole thing's a setup, right? right. I mean, it's the same thing. Um, a miscommunication. I was just right. like, oh my gosh, the Big Lebowski is Twin Peaks. Anyway, um, right. So, uh, so uh, Jean, right? So. Yeah, there's there's he is a bad dude. I mean, let's put that on front street. Yeah, I mean, he is like and but there's like a scent. He's he, again, he's like he cuz Blackie go I think it's Blackie. Blackie goes like, "Hey, um uh we're going to kill her with this thing, right? It's yeah. going to we're going to overdose her." And he's and he's like, "It's it's it's not a bad way to go, right?" And he's like, "It's actually beautiful." You know, there's like yeah, the yeah, sense yeah. of like it's evil, but like the sense of like being like death and like yeah anything anything bad this guy enjoys you right. can say and so and did we did he already shoot the the department store guy 
that happened. He to her? Yeah, he might have. He might have already like okay. so. Like she comes in, Audrey comes in, and he shoots the dude. Uh, he was just he, talking, blabbering around that anyway, right? But, yeah. And we, but we get a sense from that point. Like I think we already kind of known, but like from that point on, we know like anybody is disposable, and this guy is going to take out anybody. Like he yeah. doesn't care, right? Yeah. And we find that very true. He's making this knife thing. That, like, listen, I never, I never understood those knife things. The, There's the, no way shoot. that knife thing would have. Like, I, what was his plan? Like to shake Cooper's hand, and then a knife comes That's out and kills him. That's what I'm like, talking about. Is it poison? Is, I mean, if you're going to say there's poison on the knife, Plus, maybe. But Listen, I, I, I got to be honest with you. I've never pushed a knife into somebody's body, but I think yeah. it probably takes more pressure than whatever spring-loaded thing that that thing has. It barely went through the strawberry. It I, barely really, went through the strawberry, really. man. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, like, all those, like, things on, like those quick action things like even like listen i love taxi driver taxi driver had that like gun thing that came out uh, yeah but even yeah. that seemed kind of janky um uh, I, but but, but the, at least when that gun's coming out then you can actually pull the trigger for this sure like but this is to get that system. out but so i'm saying like to get that out <laughs> you have to do a, a bunch of movements yeah i don't know i, I listen it's, it, it wasn't thought it, out it wouldn't have been my first choice if, if I'm hiding no. a concealed weapon, it wouldn't be most. Actually, the boot knife, which we see, which is a great... Yeah. Listen, again, we see things first, make sure mm-hmm. they're there. The audience knows that they're there so that then they can come out. If she would have just had this boot knife just right there, we would have been like, oh, come on, she has a boot knife. We have to see it first, right? So yeah. good storytelling, good visual storytelling. Um, we know that everybody's armed, essentially, in this place. Yes. Yeah. Even with ineffective knife, wrist knives things right which is clearly is effective because that's how he took out blackie he kills Blackie. yeah I, I, yeah again i don't i, mean, I don't know how i'm just i mean i, I don't, don't know, know why i guess well, he i don't wants know why the place. i guess he wants everything he's like he, taking out everybody he's well, making and, a power play here this is a and, huge power play and he's he's now with blackie's sister i guess right that's her right. sister yeah, yeah and there's so, some history there that we don't know about but so he he just doesn't care he's a agent of chaos um He's just looking for the power. Well, he's taking over. This is a coup, man. This is a coup attempt. He's he's yeah. taking out everybody and putting himself in charge. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, how much income is he? I mean, I guess maybe I it's know. more There's the drug revenge. running. There's also I, I a know. revenge factor here too. There's drugs involved. There's Although, in- to be fair, that place was hopping. They're they're making an addition. Yeah, they're setting they're, up the Turkish baths or whatever. I, know. I don't know what it was. The, I mean, like, it is really there is a lot. It, there's a lot going on. Like, what I did like about that is like again, there's like unfinished. There's things that are just unfinished, right? All the time. Everything is like not quite done. Like yeah. Leo's house isn't quite yeah. finished. They're still adding on to One Eye Jacks here. They're making a you know a, a nice room. Looks like a great room, but like they're not finished with it yet. Um, yeah. So. Uh, yeah. I, I, anyway, I was curious. So uh, uh, Cooper and Harry, they they uh, had this plan. Cooper or it's, Harry, it's Cooper's plan. Where does Harry get or where does Cooper get these blueprints? Like, did he just draw them? You get blueprints. Like, you want blueprints. I can get you blueprints. You, I mean, they probably they're went Canadian, up, though. This is over in Canada. Yeah. So they went up to, you know, Canada and, and went to the town and said, like, can I get the blueprints to one eye jacks? I don't know. It's Canada. They, it's lawless up there. I guess. I guess you're right. You're right. You're right. You can do anything. Canada, you can do anything, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
All right. Um, and also they they also fight the one armed man again. Like just I just want to keep the one armed man in mind because that seems to be something that is a thread throughout this whole thing. Right. And really, quite frankly, it's the only thing that we've really been talking about still dealing with Laura Palmer's murder, right? The one armed man and Bob. Yeah. I mean, well, they're the, they're the they're they're literally the people who are leading us to Laura. Everything else is just like results of Laura Palma's murder, right? right. Like mm-hmm. Leland killed Jacques Renault because, and that's why he's on trial. Leo was killed because of he. Like no one thinks that those people had anything to do with Laura's murder, right? Because it's Bob, right? So these are again, they're dealing. It's only been twelve days. He says he says he's only been here twelve days. We got to remember that. Oh man, that's yeah, that's right. This is a short, compressed time. This is only yeah. twelve days. It's taking us twelve days to do a, a shotcast in one episode. <laughs> right. He's yeah. been there for twelve days. Okay. Okay. So we got to keep that in mind. Things are things are fresh. Things are hot. Things are new for these people. For yeah. us, it's um. Anyway, they go in. Cooper storm still coming. Storm is still coming. Storm is coming. Right. Blowing traffic in the lights everywhere. Mm-hmm. They go in, they do their thing, they're sneaking around, they yeah. see these things happening. Um, oh, and Cooper sees an owl just before going in. Yes. When I checks. Important. That's, and he yeah. real, he he understands that. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not a just deal. like a, yeah, it's, he sees it, knows it, understands it. And long story short, they get, I mean, they get, it's a great scene um, where he's like, I love the move that Cooper does with the Jean's girlfriend, right? Where he's like, "Oh, hi, I'm. Hey, can you leave?" And he like reaches out to shake her hand, grabs her, like turns her around. Yeah, yeah. That's a nice move, right? That's an FBI there's move, a, I guess. I don't. There's a um, getting in. Like, there's a what? Somebody Harry does. I just put sweet move by Harry when they were getting into the brothel. There was that guard out there. That, yeah. Then what did Harry do? They just kind I of I don't like, know what uh, Harry did. He he took care of it. I don't know. He, he did, yeah. He did take care of it. Man. But again, sweet. Like these these two guys know what they're doing. Cooper and Harry know yeah. what they're doing. And it's a good, they they make a good team, to be honest. Yes. Yeah. And again, these hand signals. They did hand signals again, but they were on point, right? They yeah. know what they're talking about. There's no miscommunication with these two. Yeah. Yeah. They are. Uh, yeah. They they definitely. Uh, and again, I even wrote down Cooper's a badass. Like he just is. Like, yeah. I can't help it, man. Like yeah, I mean, he didn't even look when he reached up and grabbed the arm when the knife was coming uh, yeah. down, right? Yeah, it was he, just, like, knew, a, yeah. just a, you know, he knew it was going to happen. And he was there because he saw it in the mirror, but like he's always yeah. aware. He knows the surroundings. Um. Anyway, they grab her, they get out, except they, um, they're stopped by a guard because Jacques sees the them, shoots, Harry yep. shoots back. Um, the guard is alerted. They're getting out of there. And it seems like we're all, you know, this is the end of the line for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but obviously Hawk comes and saves the day. I mean, th- uh, what's better than that? With a knife in the back, which I don't know how that kills somebody instantly, but it did. So it, it, it severed their uh, severed their uh, spinal column. Their, or maybe their, when, it, you know, the, knife, the blade was long enough and went right through the back to the heart. It would have been a long yeah. blade because there was a lot of knife sticking out of that. Like it looked like just the point was right. In the- <laughs> 
I don't know. <laughs> it's it a worked. sword, basically. Listen, he worked. threw a sword at him. <laughs> it worked. Yeah, That's, it worked. Let's, let's not argue about the process. It's, the results are what we're looking at here. Right, exactly. And so we see them running out. Now someone else sees them running out, and that's Her- uh, Hank. Right, because Hank is there. Hank was instructed to kind of like make... Ben Horn is not somebody who's just going to give money to uh, somebody and say, you take care of this. No, Mm -hmm. he wants to make sure his investment uh, and his problems are taken care of. Because remember, Ben Horn is under the assumption that Cooper is not coming back from this. Yes, that's correct. He needs to get his money back somehow. And even if he doesn't get his money back, he make, wants to make sure his daughter comes back. He doesn't want to lose his money it's for true. nothing. Yeah. right? He even yeah. says, like, this exchange is supposed to be equitable. Like, I love that. He's like, okay, now we're getting a little, like, I know it's my daughter, but, like, we're getting a little uh, out, of, <laughs> out of my price range here. Yeah. Um, yeah. But in any case, like, he, and he's even like, listen, if you can get the money, why don't you get the money, you know? Yeah. Um, so Hank's up there, uh, and... He sees it, but that's when Jean uh, comes out. He grabs Hank with a gun, looks at his wallet, which is he knows it's fake because he says something like he's you're awful fat or whatever. Well, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Who puts their wallet in the top of their coat? Did you see where the wallet was? But it's not his wallet. It was another wallet. But, that he, so remember, he pickpocketed you, the wallet. And put but it in look, you're, I'm going to put you in this situation. You've just okay. captured somebody. Yeah. Okay? You want to find out who this person is by looking at their license. Right. Their wallet. Right. What pocket are you going for to find their wallet? I mean, I'll probably start with the back pocket because that's right. traditional. That's and exactly then go to the front right. Pocket. Back pocket, then front pocket. Maybe at the very end, I'll be like, maybe it's in the coat pocket. But even if it's in the oak, who has a, he like literally just reached in a little bit. Now, I understand this is for filming purposes, right? I mean, like we right. want to be able to see this and the shot itself listen, is set up the, the way that I will say this, to, to be fair, like that's how Hank got the wallet in the first place from the coat that was left on like people are keeping their wallets in the coat. Oh, you know what? I just thought of something that was is going to be a real problem for me in my uh, you know, my argument. When I would carry my badge around, it would be in the front coat pocket. Yeah. It would be in my in my. There's a coat when you wear a coat, a suit, a suit or any right. kind of coat. There's that inside pocket. That's where I always would keep my badge. Yeah, and this was not a. Let's be fair. This was not a wallet. This was an ID badge. A federal ID badge. That's exact. Yeah. Well, I guess this wasn't federal because it was the district attorney. Um, but in in any case, that's he would. That was the same spot where my wallet would be, or my so, ID. Would there you be. go. Okay. All exactly right. Now, okay. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Perfect. Yeah. It so all makes go. sense now. Yeah. Yeah. It was probably a lot of research done by uh, David Lynch to make sure that that was accurate. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and I think is. Uh, oh. Okay, so okay, so that's out of the way. Now we're a little over an hour, so we got to make this last part. We're um, over an hour on. already. Darn yeah. it. Okay, yeah. So that's okay. This is a, this stuff's a big deal, but I think we can get through it pretty quickly. All right. So now we go into Batman episode. Yes. Because we are diary. dealing with the Batman villain, right? And the secret diary. This is the whole yeah. the whole point is the secret diary here, right? They want to get the secret. Di- so the Scooby Gang and kind of the Scooby Gang without James, right? I yeah, I'm hesitant to call it the, Su- the Scooby Gang anymore because James is out of the loop, man. Yeah. He's out of the loop. They, there was like some, you know. Listen, 
these, uh, there was, you know, even there was a conversation between Maddie and, um, Donna and basically like, are we cool? Like, is this okay? Like, are we cool? You know, I know there's like some James mix up here, but like you and I were cool. Right. And she's like, yeah, but you got to help me find this thing. Yeah. I know where Laura's secret diary is. Yeah. Um, and she's like, okay. And Donna's going to get it. Like she basically tells Maddie, like, I'm going to get this thing with, with or without with you, or without but you. yeah, but I would like it with you. And again, like she's taking on this persona, this identity. And you know, that's why when we think about like, are people dressed up in disguises? What are the disguises that they're using? So maybe this, you know, we're thinking yep. back to the disguises we talked about, but she's taking, she's like, listen, you know, nobody said that we couldn't see other people, James and I, you right, know? right? Maybe I'm seeing somebody else. Right. Yeah, maybe. Just like, just like, uh, just like Laura was doing. Right. right. So again, um, taking on this personality. And so we, before this, before that conversation though, we find out that yes, there is a diary there. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's this weird thing. It's like, oh, let me read you. Like, how weird is that? Like, oh, let's sit down and like, I'm good. Let's, I think it's appropriate. Is it appropriate? You think this is appropriate (laughs) to read somebody somebody else's diary? If there's any time to do it, now is the time to do it, right? I just thought that was like so bizarre. Like this guy's clearly a weirdo, right? And like. Definitely. Yeah. Like, no, it's not appropriate. No, it's not, um, you know, something that you should be doing. But Donna wanted it. But Donna was into it. Like she wanted to read from that diary. Uh, yeah, may- yeah, maybe, but like, um, she clearly got upset. He read like the worst part that you could read. I know, you and read about the diary, and yeah. of course, yeah, probably that was like thought about by him. But like, um, yeah, because he I didn't stop. Like, it was really pretty obvious that this was like about Donna and how Donna was like only being friends with her, or like didn't have a true personality or whatever. Like, wasn't and. And like he could have stopped at any time, but th- at the very end, he's like, "Oh, maybe I shouldn't have read that." It's like, "Yeah, n- no, duh." Like, yeah. come on now, you were, you were in the process of reading it. You should have figured that out. Not at the very end. Yeah. Uh, in any case, so she's like, "the the the idea is that there's an exchange here. You read me some diary, then I'm going to like um, uh, tell you a little bit of my story because this guy again, Batman." Uh, villain who collects people's stories, right? For whatever reason. Um, so she grabs it and runs out the door and all of a yeah. sudden he's like, he can't go out. And I don't know if it was the the, the light or the, the I don't know sun? what exactly, but he reacted horribly to that. Well, he, yeah, he looks up like, to me, he's like looking up at the sun and like was like burning him or something. Yeah, I mean, like I don't his know hand what's was out on. there. Yeah, I yeah. think that was probably something like that. Uh, in any case, like, you know, I, I was kind of like, yeah, Donnie, you don't just grab somebody's thing. Like, that's not funny. Yeah. It's not fun. It's not funny. You know what I'm saying? I don't think, I don't think she did it to be funny, right? I thought she did because she was just like, I'm she just did. Gonna... She was teasing. She was teasing him. Dude. Oh. Let's get you out of the place. Oh, like, let's make fun of your mental illness. That's what she was essentially doing. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. I do see that. Like, she thought she could, again, like thinking that she wants to help again, right? She wants to help this person overcome just kind of, I think a little bit of what she was trying to do with Laura, you know, like you've, this person's got problems. I'm going to try to help them. And, uh, instead like he gets burned by the sun because he's like never been outside or something. I don't know. I don't know what happens. Uh, he's allergic to the sun. In any case, she figures she's got to 
gotta have another plan here. So she enlists Maddie to come and help. She knows where it's hidden. It's in this weird kind of like, there's tons of notebooks in there. She knows where yeah. it's hidden. And her plan is like, listen, I'm going to distract him. I'll do a little flashlight thing. I don't know why everybody does the flashlight thing, but everybody does the flashlight thing. I'll, I'll do the flashlight. Then you come in. Yeah. Now, before this, I want to point out that Maddie comes in for a cup of coffee at the R&R and meets James. There's an exchange there or whatever. She leaves yeah. and James goes out after her. Right. Because of course he does. He can't leave anything freaking alone. Now, of course, Maddie is not great at lying because Maddie is like, she's clearly like, oh, I'm not doing anything. No big deal. Right. Like, you know, uh, and like, who's the coffee for it? And Maddie's like, oh, uh, nobody. Well, like, what's with all the questions, though, too? Right. Like, well, I mean, come on. It's a cup of coffee. But OK, whatever, yeah, James. I mean, James, James he's just I, I, he's he can't just leave old. it alone either. He can't. He's got to be he's got to be important. Yeah. He's got to be, you know, uh, he's mad if anybody's doing stuff without him. He's just a little I just can't take him, man. Right. I can't take him. Anyway, the important thing is we don't see James again, but he Thank does go goodness. out. Yeah. <laughs> well, he does go out and follow her. So I'm just, we're putting it out there as like, let's keep that in the back of our mind. Because yeah, what happens is Maddie goes in and they make a mess of it. I mean, they, 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 there's no they way do. they could have done worse, a worse job of this. Maddie can't find the thing. She's fooling right. around. Uh, they're literally in the next room with a huge window. I mean, I, I don't know why they thought that this would work. And Donna is so, she is not playing it cool, man. She is like so amped and like she, she can't. I mean, like you can tell that she's just like never. I mean, she is just a mess, a basket case in right. there. She is. And um, they instantly get found. Out. And he's kind of like, I mean, he is like, oh, man, I thought that this maybe he thought this would be different. He's mm-hmm. he's definitely disappointed that this is happening. That he has to do now whatever he has to do. This is like something he has to do, and he it seems like he didn't really want to do it. Yeah, yeah. But he's gonna yeah. do something. Let me say this. I know we're going long, but do you? Is there anything in that story that Donna tells that is interesting to you? I mean, I think there's a lot of that. Uh, you know, she talks about this story where she she meets that her and her and Laura decide to go out. They're fourteen. I don't even, 13 they're, or 14. They're, they're 13 or they're 14, I think. They meet some boys who are 20 because they're at a bar. Right. And they're 20. In their 20s, they feel older. Like right? this makes them feel older. It makes them feel empowered. They go they go skinny dipping or they go with the guys, right? Cuz Laura wants to go and and she's not and and Donna's not sure, but she's going to go anyway. They they dance. They get into a truck. They dance. They want right. to then they go skinny dipping and Laura's ner or not Laura, but Donna's nervous and she kind of goes away and also swims kind of away. There's a jealousy that happens. There is a, a jealousy bit. there and she swims away and then finally gets kissed by this dude. And Tim. that's the first time she falls in love. I don't know, but um, I don't know. I don't know if that's important or not. I guess it's just again, is like it just just. I don't to know like, if it's important, but it does it does reveal again a little bit of who this who Laura was and yeah. who Donna was and their relationship, which yeah. we kind of knew, right? We know, no, like Laura always was the somebody who was kind of like you know wrestling with these things, but wanted this kind of. Uh, thrill and adventure and Donna was kind of always just going along with it and maybe not but like there was she did she uh, she uh, I don't want to say it just was like she was benefit she got some benefit from it but there was some things that she got from being with well Laura. It, it did open my eyes a bit to this sense that Donna is not as in innocent as we have thought throughout the entire season or 
two seasons. You know what I mean? Like I always picture Donna. They've got this nice house. She's so chaste with uh, with James. Um, you know, I mean, she doesn't seem to be very wild. And she seems to kind of always get this idea that, like, oh, I didn't really know. Like I knew Laura was doing some right. other stuff, but I didn't really know. But clearly she, she did. She was out there with her one night, you know, right. when they were 14 or whatever, which probably wasn't that long ago because – you know, I, we don't think she's 18, right? She's in high school. Right. So I, I do like how the story ends just as like the ash falls off the cigarette. Yeah. Like, does she smoke? Yeah, it was Again, nice. the cigarettes. I mean, it's just a ton of them. And yeah. And, and they're smoking a lot more this time. And that's just the persona. Um, yeah. I mean, well, I, I, this, I like the story because the, the story was, I mean, first of all, the story, like, let's, let's just be honest. Again, it's like this weird relationship between different age groups. Um, and but we're in this behavior that is like okay also like she is like i liked how the jealousy happens here yeah like yes maybe she is and i don't think she was necessarily like oh she's not innocent because of this she still has this innocence to her but there's a jealousy that like oh she can do it but i can't but like oh let me draw everybody's attention now but i'm gonna say this crazy thing and Mm -hmm. then she says it and then she's like "Uh oh now i gotta like that's what she's gotten she's gotten herself into it yeah. Like all the yeah. time. She always like, oh, let me quick do this. But now I have to live with the percussions of that. And sometimes they're good. Yeah. But like, yeah. I don't know. Um, so after she tells that story, we go and see the or- orchids. And can we just talk about the, the Georgia O'Keefe moment that is occurring? Yeah, there? I, mean, <laughs> like, I mean, like it's it is pretty just, clear, though. I mean, it's, holy cow, a bunga, man. Like, well, I mean, come on. How are you not going to talk about it in that kind of way? We just had a story where she was like, you know, skinny dipping and Laura was yeah. with two people uh, and she was with one and they were skinny dipping and they were older boys and all this kind of stuff going on as my first kiss. And then we kind of dive a little bit deeper into the, you know, the landing pad of the orchid oh close-up or whatever. Gosh, the, the, that orchid, it's total close-up. Like I said, total Georgia O'Keeffe. Uh, I mean, total close-up of this. Um, and then you've got these manic- manicured, like, fingers. I mean, it was, like, it is, like, really, like, uh, I was, like, blushing, man. Like, this was, like, kind of a, um, certainly uh, an erotic uh, moment at that point. Probably as, probably as erotic as you could get on a 90s, TV show, uh, um, yeah, well. but you know, even though like this is all happening, Donna still gets she's still able to get the signal to Maddie. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, and and like the the way to get the signal is the most comp. She's got to go into it. This is like you know, this is 1990. <laughs> this is not like LED flashlights; these little tiny things. <laughs> right, it's this right. huge flashlight. She gets out of her purse, has to go over, flick off and on, off and on, off and on. Yeah, comes back, has to put it away clearly. And the only way she's able to do it is because Harold, for some random reason, is like, "Hey, hey, I'll just be right back. Let me let me quickly yeah. do something." <laughs> It's like okay, that's that, you. That's that was your plan. Like wait until Harold goes away for a bit and then run in. Like, like how did you know that was going to happen? Uh, really, just not great. Just really not great forethought. They're they're high school kids, man. They're planning ahead is not something that they are good about. Um, but the signal gets done. I mean, uh, the it, it, that's the only thing happens. that works from that point, though. Well, I mean, Maddie does get the diary. She figures out how to get the diary. Yeah, but after a while, and everything is everything at that point is, you know, over. 
Yeah. And Donna's not it. playing it. Yeah. Again, Donna not playing it cool. She's, she's tri- like, she's tripping, man. Like, it's like, uh, yeah, it's problematic. Anyway, the, they run out. He grabs this, um, I don't know what it's called, the, the, the fork thing. A r- yeah, garden rake, garden rake hand or rake or hand something. Rake, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He, um, now, this is my question to you because I wasn't quite sure. I didn't know what this was. He is essentially like, it's the it's this is the end scene here yeah 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 he um he's like are you looking for secrets right because well yeah of course they are everybody's looking for secrets basically this whole thing but he's like are you looking and he's like the secret uh uh, of knowing who killed you right that's what the ultimate secret the ultimate secret the the secret of knowing who killed you right and he brings up this garden rake and like puts it against his face and there's like streaks of blood right yeah my question to you is, because I, I don't know. I want to know your thing. My feeling was like there was blood on there already, and the, you could see the blood on his face when he, like, wiped it. Or was it, like, a special effects thing where, like, they were like, oh, we're going to put some blood on here, and then you scrape it against your face so it looks like you're bleeding? I think I think, I think think he was supposed to scrape it out so it looks like he's bleeding. Okay. I don't think it's like, hey, this is a device I use to kill somebody. All right, uh, but uh, that's I'm a good point. Because sure. I'm not, I'm not that, sure about it, the, that. Because I, because you can clearly see, like he bumps it, and you, you see red already. Like I don't, I was just like, you can see kind of red also on the fork. I noticed that, so I wasn't mm-hmm. sure. Like, is this something that's bloody, and he's like smearing it on his face, or is he actually cutting his face? Okay. I think I think because of your film expertise and your ability to look for these types of things. You are able to see this. I, I will be honest with you. I did not. I did not see any of that. I was. I was in the okay. scene, man. Like this is a scene. He's talking about the ultimate secret. Like you want to know about secrets. The the ultimate secret is who killed. You know who kills you. You know that's that's who the secret is. And then he goes and rakes that. And I, it's a tense scene. There are all these cantered angles not dutch angles Cant- but canted 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 angles, angles. Yes, there's all good. these canted angles and so like you know like there's something that's up and uh intense scene and uh yeah yeah i think that was i think he was doing that to himself okay yeah. so it's just 90 you know special effect 90 special on effects television. on television and the other thing i would say that i'm sure of is freaking james is around somewhere yeah no, i'm sure he's hanging he's around be, somewhere uh, I mean, just waiting to save the day. Uh, guy drives me nuts, man. Yeah. Well, uh, we're going to have to find out next time because next time we'll do um, six and seven, episode six and seven. I'm looking forward to it. All right. That's the Shotcast for this week. I'm Brady. I'm Brian. Hold fast. <laughs>